0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, hosted by the unofficial director of morale of the Chicago Cubs, Dom Frederick. We're talking weekly with people in and around the Chicago Cubs organization and Wrigley Field, players, fans, announcers, employees, bartenders, whoever it may be to get a pulse of what's going on around Wrigleyville. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you need any team apparel for your organization, sports team, reach out to them. They have the best athleisure hoodies you can customize for your team. We love them here over at Morale Supply Co., and they handle all of our merch as well. So we trust them. Great designs, great product. If you're interested, you get 20% off your first order when you mention morale when you reach out. Go to www.clubhouseathletic.com. That's www.clubhouseathletic.com for great team wear. Elevate your team wear today. Now into the show.
1: Clubhouse podcast hosted by Dom Frederick, unofficial director of morale for the Cubs. I'm Adam, the producer. Today, we'll cover Dom's opening statements, topics from this week, a player rundown, catch you up on Twitter highlights, and lastly, see who Dom wants to take to Olive Garden dinner this week. As of today, the Cubs have a record of 23-30 and 30 and are currently half a game up on the cards, sitting in fourth place in division. Dom, give us your opening statements. Four games
2: statements. back. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Um, it was a uh, it was a, a tough weekend for sure, you know, getting swept by the Dick Ballers. Um, that, that never goes over well. We did have the bounce-back game yesterday, which brought about a lot of controversy for many different reasons, which we'll touch upon. Um, Adam, I want to go back to what we talked about. I think it was two weeks ago um, when the Cubs had a stretch of four – somewhat winnable series leading into this Tampa Bay Rays series. Adam, remember two weeks ago, I said they had to win four of the four series before the Rays series. Uh, They would win one kind of shows where we've been. Uh, I I feel like we're at rock bottom and we can only go up from here, but progressively we've kind of drilled into that, whatever bedrock and and gone deeper. And I'm hoping that we can somehow bounce back from that and, bounce back from that, and hopefully yesterday is the first step in doing so. Um So, but I have a lot to talk about today because um I feel like we're at the point now where it's almost like the Cubs need to play, obviously they need to play better, but not only for their sake, I think for like the fan base's sake. Because I'm f- starting to feel like the sentiment of like, all right, let's just pack it in already. Even if the Cubs win, it it doesn't matter because it doesn't it didn't look the way I wanted it to look, and we should just sell and give up and trade everything away. And if that's where many fans are at already, or just feel like that's the default um, when something doesn't go right, man, we are we are in a world of hurt, uh, and and I want to address that today. And it's a troubling thing that I that I am noticing
1: on Twitter. All right. Yeah. So Fred, you've been getting, I want to say into Twitter beef, but I mean, people are, you seem to be a lightning rod for around David Ross. And you've been not saying you've said like, what, two days ago, like you wouldn't be surprised if he was fired. And then yesterday you were.
2: Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he you was know, fired.
1: You've been a lightning rod. So fill us in on what you've been saying on Twitter and how you've been feeling about, uh, fans reactions
2: so here's the thing i said it the other day if he got fired i wouldn't be surprised and i like and not to the point of like i think it would be a, an atrocity if he was fired like i'd understand if he'd be fired but at the same point that doesn't mean i think he should be fired if that makes sense and i just thought yesterday was just this uh a culmination of just us being not a uh, well i'll say us i'll include myself But just everyone just feeling just way too sorry for themselves after a while. We won a great game. We beat the best team in baseball. Mark Stroman pitches great. And people are mad after the game that David Ross didn't play the players that they wanted to. Mind you, that the Cubs had just got swept at home by the Dick Ballers. They had just lost 11. I'm sorry. They had won 11 of their last 35 games. And we're complaining at game 36 who David Ross is putting in the lineup. Like, I get it. In theory, yeah, should Mastrovoni be leading off? No. Should Rios be playing? No. But there gets to a point where the guy can only play the guys he has on the roster, and eventually you got to mix things up for a day, especially on a, you know, uh, after a terrible series like that, you don't have the Monday off. You're trying to start fresh. You're trying to start something new. You're trying to figure out something because obviously this season has been a debacle. The The uh, entirety of the Cubs roster has been a carnival, as I stated last week. And David Ross is, you know, trying to figure something out. And I just, you know, I, I get kind of frustrated by the fact that Cubs fans, and, you know, if you want to – you obviously can throw me into it, and I feel like – I don't want to say I started it, but I definitely have a a, a role in playing here where it, the fan feels like they're always right and they know more than the team. And while, yes, there are some very smart fans, like, I also kind of want to push back and saying, like, if you really think that David Ross A is, like, trying to sabotage the season – or B, he's just so dumb that he doesn't pay attention or doesn't get the information that you have. You're out of your mind. This guy is managing for a multi-million dollar contract every single year. The organization, the guys that are actually you know setting up the team, are trying to do their best, right? They're 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 tr- especially this year. They're they're trying to do their best. Sure, could the Cubs have spent more? Absolutely. You know, that comes down to ownership. And, and yes, Jed is uh, very fiscally conservative when it comes to those things. But he's still trying to win. And I just think this idea that the Cubs just have no idea what they're doing and the manager has zero idea what he's doing is just stupid. And it becomes this group thing. David Ross is the worst. Jed's the worst. And, listen, I add to that. I, I, I know I, I, I'm I critical of Jed and, and David. But on a game where we win, on a game where Marcus Stroman pitches great, for you to just be like, yeah, David Ross is terrible, like the lineup was horrible, Uh, yada, yada, yada. It's like, dude, just save it and just enjoy the game one time. And I get, you know, every fan is going to say, don't tell me how to fan, don't tell me what to say, and I understand that. But just I I feel like we're getting to a point where we've lost the ability to pick ourselves back up because the team has fallen uh, from, you know, the heavens or from cloud nine that we were on for so long. Uh, and now we don't know how to handle ourselves in the middle of like tough games or being under five hundred because everyone just says, "All right, this is terrible. Sell everything off, blow it up, yada yada." Instead of like trying to work through tough times, which the Cubs, have, fans included, have not figured out how to do yet—not like we used to.
1: So I'll be the uh, devil's advocate here for the people they've been going back and forth with, and to say. Isn't that kind of the whole point of sports is that I get to watch and complain and sit from my chair and say, oh, I would have, I would have, you know, get shit on the players, I would have got that ground ball, caught that fly ball, I would have played this guy. And that's kind of the – yeah. that's why we watch is so we can kind of escape and just talk about coulda, woulda, shoulda bins.
2: But I think it's also like, you know, um, it gets to a point where, again, you – a positive thing, negative thing, whatever. Like, I get hundreds of mentions a day. I get, you know, DMs all day long of people complaining about the team, talk me off the ledge, tell me what I need to hear, you know. And it's like, it gets to the point, like, guys, if you, you know, you kind of know what I'm going to say. You know, I, I like, I, I try to be fair about all this stuff. Um, and I try to be honest with this stuff. But like, there gets to a point of like, I don't want to read after a game, David Ross, David Ross, David Ross, David Ross, David Ross, can't do a lineup, doesn't know what he's doing, sleep at the wheel. Like, there gets to be a point, guys, like, give give them a, a, some benefit of the doubt that they're they're trying something. He's trying something to win a game. Again, in theory, I g- agree that Roney should not be leading off. Edwin Rios should not be playing. But there gets to a point where, like, have just, like, the decency of being like, yeah, like, the guy's trying whatever he can do right now. And and you look at the the rest of the team, there's there's no depth. We're not taking into account that maybe guys are tired, maybe guys need an off day, maybe guys a little hurt, banged up, whatever it may be. And it's just always lineup comes out, Dave Ross is the worst. And then if they win, you know, and even though they didn't have a good offensive performance, like, just some things don't need to be said, man. Especially, you know, coming on to what I think people haven't – pretty good idea of how I'm going about being a fan. Like, if you want to tweet it, tweet on your own timeline, man. Like I I don't need like just people in the comments just like going off all the time about Dave Ross. Not here for it. If it's not funny, like I I don't come here to look at negative stuff all the time. I really don't. Like I'm I come on Twitter to try to be funny and yeah, I'll try to give some insight and you know, be critical and honest when it needs to. But, like, after a win like that, when we had such a terrible weekend, just, like, enjoy it. And if you're not posting anything funny, man, just, like, just either go find something else to do or, or tweet off your on your own individual timeline. It just, get, it just gets tiresome. And, it again, it's a reflection of this fan base needs a winning team. I tweeted it last night, not only to get the Cubs back on track and maybe, you know, be able to salvage this season, but, like, this fan base needs it because we we have not figured out how to pick ourselves back up. Uh, and I just don't have time for just the and Adam I haven't used this word in a long time. The Will bonds. Adam, we've gotten to a point now where this team has been so bad where the, the will bonds can just blend in. They can just blend in and just they they seem just like everybody else. Um, and uh I'm not trying to call, like, people out, but there, there is a point. of am just like, guys, just shut up already. You're just being a loser right now, man. Just shut up. Just shut up and enjoy the game. Just shut up. It's
1: where it leaves us right now, too, is because we are now – like, people are, like you said, coming to you and your mentions, all these different things about, like, lineups and all these different things. It's like, okay, sure. You, I don't You could chop it. it up with them guys. if you wanted to on these random – details but like if that's I not, wanted to, that's but not I don't. what we're here for You're really <laughs> director of morale and and these people and i think part of it's like what you said where the, where the fan base is going because well, i don't think cubs fans like they have they're kind of like um evolving into like these like one as they should be a big market team expecting a lot from the program all that kind of stuff but yeah but the mentality yeah, shift though yeah. away from this account and everything that's doing is for morale purposes and we'll have some fun with it people getting Dude. pissed off that you're not providing like and and I detailed insight is so cool. and i'll be and i'll be Adam you know
2: like i'll be critical i'll be honest but i like it gets to a point where like i i don't know what people want. Um, it goes back to last year when, when I get a comment I'm being too positive and the next comment I'm being too negative, right? It's like I can only be – I can only be, can only be uh, and tell you how I'm feeling about the team. Like I'm, I'm not trying to just go scorched earth all the time because I am actually trying to see if they can win. And I, I, I tweeted yesterday, like I – I don't want. I will be critical, but I don't watch the games to be critical. Like that. That's not. That's not what I'm doing. And um, you know me well enough now. Like, I do not want to chop it up with thirty thousand people about the lineup every single day. I do. I genuinely. It's not that I. No, don't No, I care, think it is like, that you don't give a Dave shit. Ross you said you don't.
1: A- you you like when we talk about like interviewing players. You're like the last thing I want to do is ask Justin Steele how he maneuvers his, yeah. he's like, no, no I don't I want to talk.
2: Genuinely don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm coming, I'm coming to Twitter to try to put a smile on my face and put a, maybe a smile on other people's God forbid, face. Like, enjoy oh, baseball. that's interesting. Oh, this God, God forbid, and you know, and that, that was a tweet yesterday about, you know, David Ross, I tweet, um, you know, David Ross puts out the lineup and he, this guy gets so much crap managing a team that's been terrible that's been assembled you know you could argue horribly who yes we have some good players but there's absolutely no depth with no bullpen with no you know fourth or fifth starter um with uh you know middle of the road payroll for three years running and this guy just gets you know crap all the time and i tweet out like dave ross you know Putting out a lineup that that scores more runs than the best team in baseball, and people lose their freaking minds. It's just like get over yourself, man. Just get get over yourselves. And again, this goes back to you know people are gonna say, don't tell me how to fan. That's fine, but do it on your own timeline. Do like understand what my purpose is here. I'll be fair. I'll be honest. I'll give criticism. I will give praise. But um, this is not this is not a drawn out like woe is me session. Uh, let's just complain and complain and complain. That's just not how I am. It's not genuinely, Adam. You know this from me. I am not like that. I'll be honest. I'll be critical, but I, I am not someone that's going to loathe in misery. Uh, that's honestly not why I'm. I, I'm not on Twitter for that. And if it gets to that point, Adam, that would be a time where like I'm going to step away. If it's like this all the time, I'm. I'm. I'm done. I'm. I'm not doing the. Oh my God! This is so bad. So David Roth, like guys, shut your mouth. We won the game. We won the freaking game after getting swept by the Dick Ballers at home. Just shut your goddamn mouth.
1: You're, you're not there Christ. for that. Quite the opposite. You're it's there. are there to promise, celebrate man. anything that we can to kind of keep keep things going. Anything
2: Patrick Wisdom hits two. Patrick Wisdom hits two home runs. And I'm like, oh my god, like yeah, the forty home run seasons inevitable and everyone's like, We don't care unless we just shut shut your mouth. Shut up. Don't follow. Don't follow Don't
1: come to this lunch
2: table. It's just too Idiots. Too, too, too god, idiot. Literally, don't don't subscribe. Don't follow. That's not why I am here. Make your own account of scorched earth, you know, death, misery, everything's horrible. The earth is gonna explode. Do that. You can do that. That can be your brand. That is not what I do. That's not how I operate. I don't want to go back and forth with 40,000 people every single day talking about why David Ross is playing Miles Mastroboni. I do not care. I just want the Cubs to win. I just want to have fun. I just want, in the long run, the Cubs to win a goddamn championship. And after they just got swept by the Dick Ballers at home, I would expect David Ross to try to mix things up because this team has been so freaking bad. I'm watching the same thing you're watching. Better yet, so give the guy some slack one
1: time. Better yet, you're going to enjoy and laugh off the fact that the Cubs one with yes. Boney leading off and enjoying that yes. and and carry on. And you know what? Today, you
2: know what? Today probably the lineup's going to be just fine. He's not going to he. Probably will put words in my mouth. Adam, if I do, just delete this off. But he, I'm assuming Miles Masturbani will not lead off tonight, okay? We've gotten, like, 12 guys DFA'd off this team already. <laughs> like, how, we, we we all our veterans, we don't even play anymore because they've been so bad because Jed absolutely, you know, uh, totally fumbled the off season by signing Trey Mancini, who's been terrible. Eric Hosner, who's been terrible. Trucker Barnhart, who's been God awful. Right. And David Ross, isn't the guy that did that. It's like, he's, he only has, he can only play with the cards he's freaking dealt. Matt Mervis. I mean, God bless the guy. He's been horrible. Christopher Morales strikes out 40% of the time, even though he, you know, will hit homers, Patrick wisdom can barely put the ball in play. If he's not hitting a home run, like, you know, Go up and down the lineup. Nico Horner, my guy, has a now, – now he has a, uh, you know, below league average, weighted runs, created plus. Like, guys, like, he can only play with what he has. Cody Bellinger has been out for two weeks. He's going to be out for two more. Christ. Can only play with what the guy has.
1: All right, move to the next topic. Uh, kind of along the same lines, though. It, it's sitting in our shit type of mentality, though, where Cubs fans are at. Do you yeah. – anything you want to expand on there? learning how to change our short pants again.
2: We need, we, we just need to see, we need something positive to happen. And and this is why you go back. We talked about it last two years, you know, the idea of selling off the idea of selling off the idea of getting more prospects, you know, all this type of stuff. Um, This is what happens. A losing season and multiple losing seasons breeds a losing organization. It breeds a losing fan base. And that's exactly what happens. You become the Pittsburgh Pirates. You become the Cincinnati Reds. You just blew our doors off. You become the Oakland A's. And listen, I know we stand at a much higher level than the rest of those teams because of the financial resources we have, because of the city that we play in. Um, But, you know, this is why every season is, is sacred. Winning is sacred. Competing is sacred. Because fans don't realize and lose sight of what the ultimate goal is. And, and that's why this team needs to play better, and they need to win something again, like I said, at the beginning of the season. The video I posted on opening day, we need to win something again. We need to feel like we're building towards something again instead of taking another step back, you know, after a, Marcus Str- uh, after a great start by Marcus Strowman, people are saying, well, he's going to get so much trade value. The trade value just went up. I don't want to subscribe to that three years running. Because the fan base does not know how to react, and they just act like the more prospects we have, the better we're going to be. But if you look up and down the league, this idea that just obtaining more and more prospects are going to get you more and more wins in the long run is this absolute fallacy, and it's this dive to the bottom, which is not fun to watch at all. I will understand at the end of this season if the Cubs, say, if the Cubs decide, hey, this season. Is not working out. We have veteran, you know, really really solid starting pitching that we can deal, and we feel like it just has to be the move. I will understand that, but I don't want that to happen. I do not want that to happen. I want the Cubs to invest, like I've been talking about for years. I want them to put their foot forward. I want them to draw a line in the sand and say, we are moving ahead instead of behind. We are we're moving in the right direction. We're not stalling out like we've been doing for the last
1: two years. And it's the change of approach from the fans too, it seems like. I feel like the it's just different here. Yeah. Part of mm-hmm. that is the fans, no matter what, are gonna show up and they're gonna be getting their focus on the team, they're gonna be supporting the team. It's just, like that whole mentality is shifting to the shit in our pants and like that changes and as yeah, and I, once people say, "Oh, it doesn't really matter," if players are going to play. Like guys like Marcus Stroman will let them know. Like when you walk out in a Wrigley Field and there's there's fans out there, and they, you can feel it's just different here. You play differently. You feel it.
2: Yeah, and I just and, and that, not to go back to David Ross, but like you know, David David supposedly gets no credit for yesterday's win. But what what about the the culture that David's created in the locker room? What about you know? making guys like Marcus Sherman feel comfortable in a new city and a new organization, making guys like Drew Smiley better make, you know, like, I, I guess we just don't give them credit for that because what, like we, we just feel like the pitchers just are on this, you know, five day rotation and they just pitch when they pitch and they're like robots and they just handle it all themselves. Yeah. It's just like that type of stuff. Again, I'm not here trying to, just like go all out for David Ross and think David Ross is the best manager. He's made a ton of mistakes. He's made a lot of stupid decisions, but we were the same fan base that ran Joe Madden out of town. My hand up. I'm, I did the exact same thing. I got tired of Alvaro Mora leading off for an entire year. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, we're just going to go through this same cycle with every single manager. So they're going to get mad at every single bullpen decision and every single lineup. And then we're just going to have, you know, like no continuity and, you know from our manager for years on end and we're just gonna get the next guy in here get the next guy in like it's a football team right because the guy doesn't know how to call plays but it's just uh yeah i'm i i I, this team just needs to win though this this again this fan base needs it because it's just it's sad that we feel like we always need to pull the plug uh automatically when oh, something's going on, and does it mean like I don't see that it might be beneficial or it might be something that will happen. Like, if the Cubs were to go out and lose the next, let's say, eight games, like, and David Ross is fired, I'd be like, Yeah, I get it. Like, Judd needs a scapegoat. It wasn't working. Like, it, ultimately, they have to win games, and they decide this was the move to spark plug, spark team, whatever. Like, I get it. Uh, hopefully the next guy, next guy does better, but I'm not going to hammer every single day. David Ross, David Ross, terrible, horrible, doesn't know a lineup, like all this type of stuff. It just becomes redundant and, um, it's, it's not how I'm trying to approach watching the Cubs. I want to give these guys a chance. I want to give them an opportunity. I want to give David Ross the chance to actually show that he can, you know, compete with a team that has been, has at least been assembled to try to win, even though they are not winning. And even though their bullpen is God awful. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to, yeah, we're just going to get used to running out every single manager we have in town because we don't like the lineup. And, um, it doesn't mean people can't like question or it can't be critical, but like, I I think every single there, there's context, every single thing. And in the micro yesterday's game was, was David Ross trying to find a spark, trying to figure out something. He's, has to be at a loss for words, but the fact that they got swept by the dick Ballers has to be at a loss of words that he, he the moves and the, the guys that he thought he could rely on, um, have just not showed up. Trey Mancini hasn't showed up. Tucker Barnhart, the second, you know, platoon catcher has not shown up. Mervis has not shown up. Um, and he's trying to do this with no bullpen and no fourth and fifth starter. And, uh, like, I, there's, there's got to be a point where fans are just – and I've, I know I've said it, but, like, he he's trying to find anything that could work right now. Just to think that he's going to sabotage the season and give up on it and uh, not have – because he doesn't have any skin in the game. Like, he's not making millions of dollars doing this job. Um, it's just uh, ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous.
1: All right, we'll jump into Twitter highlights and a couple of these – are coming off of what you are during, trying to do is keep the morale up a little bit. I think we just have to laugh at them, but they are they didn't. They're, they, they, they're It did not pretty. help.
2: It did not help.
1: No, oh, so we'll start with our Twitter highlights from this past week. I'll share my screen with you as you're doing them. Um, you were told there was an actual dumpster caught on fire before the game at the Federal Landmark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Your there thoughts. was a... Uh, um, that was that was before the game on. Uh, that was on Saturday when it happened, um, and that was before that you know final loss on Sunday. Just um, yeah, just you know, you just when you are playing as bad as the Cubs are, and uh, you are seven games under five hundred, and at the, over the weekend we had the worst record in the National League. You just can't have a dumpster fire at your field. you you just can't. It's it doesn't look good. And it is a metaphor for for what's going on uh, at the landmark. I don't want to call it a dumpster fire because that's hard to come back from that, you know, it's hard to come back from a dumpster fire. Um, But when a dumpster actually catches on fire, uh, you know, you know, things aren't going well. But it did happen. I I was told that I think it happened earlier in the day. and, uh, yeah, they uh, it was uh, not ideal. And and the next thing you're going to bring up is probably
1: well, – It, it helps better. that the fire department's right across the street. Yeah, I know it does. And that's why it's just different here. They're ready to take care of it right well, away. They wouldn't let it I, take it down. Adam,
2: first responders first responders going after uh, yesterday's game were 43 games under 500 since 2021. Those first responders who showed up and, and cleaned up and got rid of that dumpster fire – has had to witness, again, across the street, 43 baseball that's being played 43 games under since 2021. A lot. Win or lose.
1: Win or lose, day in, day out, they're doing yep. they're doing their job. Yep. This then next, next, one, next, on this next one just
2: can't happen. Again, it just – I mean, Adam, you just – you can't have one of your Hall of Fame players, the one of the, the, the guys, uh, an all-time cub who is on the flagpole, you can't – you just cannot give out a bobblehead with the wrong number on it. You, you just can't – especially when this team is playing so bad. And it's like, listen, I know the, the, the marketing people and the business people at Wrigley, they have a tough job because they have no say in what's happening on the field. They have no say in terms of who the Cubs are trying to get. They have no say in, like, what the direction the team's going And it's hard, excuse me, it's hard for them seemingly to do their job well or in a way that people would appreciate. But that being said, while the Cubs are in this place, you have to be on your P's and Q's and you cannot, you just cannot, you cannot get to a point where you even give this bobblehead out. If it is bobblehead day, you say, you know what, we messed up we're going to do a different bobblehead or we will personally send all these bobbleheads in the mail to whoever was at the game when we have the correct bobblehead. You cannot give out a Bernie Williams bobblehead with the number one on the back instead of 26. Just just cannot happen. And, Adam, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it before. Like, I want – I'm not calling for this guy's job. I want to get to the point of knowing – where are we at with crane kenny where what what is crane doing how is crane benefiting this team how is crane taking helping taking this team to the next level he's president of business operations essentially the ceo of the cubs does not make any on-field decisions but i just want to know would it make sense to get a different voice from a business standpoint the guy's been here for over 20 years. Would it make sense to get, uh, again, like everyone's fired up about Kev- Kevin Warren with the Bears. Like, would it make sense to get another different voice in here just just to see wh- where the Cubs are at may- moving forward? Maybe hold them a little bit more accountable. Maybe stop some of these blunders that seemingly happen all the time. Like, ju- it, this type of stuff just can cannot happen, and ultimately – it falls on the marketing people. It falls on, you know, the, the game in game. I don't even know what their, their title is, but um, in game director, whatever you want to call it, promotions, like just guys, you just cannot, you cannot get to the point where you are giving out a hall of fame, bobblehead with the wrong number on it. When you're getting swept by the dick ballers, it just makes us look so freaking bad. And I feel like, Again, I know every single organization is going to make mistake. I, There's mistake. You can laugh at every single thing uh, a uh, team does because they, it happens, right? We're all human, But, like, you got to be on your P's and Q's when we were playing as bad as we are.
1: Uh, I'll say from merch guy perspective, this gave me nightmares. And nobody on Twitter – I mean <laughs> – I had a bunch of different opinion than everybody else. I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like this. I mean, this was me last week. I, I know. this was me two weeks ago. Unfortunately, I I just gave get a shipment. Nightmares.
2: You get a shipment, and it's you get a shipment, and it's all wrong. And you need to get it out. I get. I know. Well, we both. I mean, you more than I have, but I still feel it. I still feel it when, I, we, when we talk. Yeah, I mean.
1: I mean I'm doing You've it on a smaller scale, you know. We'll we'll sell two T shirts, three T shirts. This is ten thousand bobbleheads and not yeah. only that, it's it's yeah. like like you said, historic. You need to have this correct, and especially like with fan base right. and you just can't everything. give it out. I still I'm like my heart's beating and you just fast can't right like, now for this person. I'm like I'm thinking, did I contribute I, to this? It is giving me such nightmares right now to look at it. If if your if if your response
2: is we are going to find a way to right this wrong and get in touch with all the fans that received the bobblehead, then from the jump you don't give out the bobblehead. You just don't. That is the it's one like, thing. If they knew, like if they knew going people.
1: into it, if they knew going into it, you would think somebody would put a stop to it.
2: You said no, you no, no, would... no, no. We're, we're not doing this. We're just going to make a statement and say we had a, there there was there was an issue with our shipping. There is there is a supply chain issue. Everyone would understand that by now. And we just were not able to fill the uh, order of bobbleheads and we will get in touch with the people at a different time instead of going out and giving a bobblehead with the wrong number on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I won't give advice because, because I've, I have been this marketing guy far too many times. So <laughs> I just say my thoughts and prayers to them. Um, but oh my God, that is tough. Um, other Twitter Whatever. highlights I had from this weekend. Um, I saw a bunch of, uh, hard hats out in the bleachers. That was great to see some people trying to contribute. Yeah, it's good
2: to see you. God bless those team. guys, man. God bless trying, man. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I'm trying, we are, I'm trying. Those people are trying to put their best foot forward, man. Tr- we're just trying. We're, we're trying anything we can to help this team out. I want this team to be good. I want this team to win. I know everyone wants this team to win, but like there's got to be a point where you are, you're pot committed to what's going on. You're, you're, you know, and, and that's the other thing. Like remember back in the day when we were in playoff games, like, and you get into playoff series, it's like, that's the time when you ride with your team, you know, it's like, you're all in you're not you're not you're not bailing when you don't like the lineup at the beginning of game one in the series you're like all right this is it let's go right and i kind of feel like that's where we need to be with the cubs um the the back and forth the wishy-washy doesn't mean you can't be critical it doesn't mean you can't have your own thoughts but like uh i just think it becomes too much of this group think everyone rail on david grass everyone rail on eric Hosmer. everyone rail on dr Barnhart. everyone rail on trey mancini it's uh I get it, man. I, I get that you're frustrated, but there, there's got to be a point where we understand this is the team. This team's hopefully trying to win, and let's go support and figure it out. And if, if it means you don't want to spend money on the team, then fine. Don't spend money on the team. Don't go to the federal landmark. Don't buy merchandise. Don't, you know, pay for concessions. Like, But if you're a Cubs fan, you, you ultimately are a Cubs fan because you want this team to win. You enjoy what this organization, the federal landmark, the players bring to you on a daily basis on uh, you know those great summer afternoons in July like but that's the type of stuff that you're that you live for and that you hold near and dear to your heart instead of like while well, I watch the Cubs so I can go on Twitter and just you know complain about the lineup and and put every single stat out there on why Miles Bastarboni shouldn't be not in here in the spot
0: not here not in the morale account not in the morale feed. Oh, n-
2: I will be critical. I will be critical, but it gets to a point that like it's it's going back to the 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 term or phrase and correct me if I'm saying this very simple phrase incorrectly, but some things do not need to be said or some things can should be left unsaid. Just like just shut your mouth and just watch the game, especially if they win and freaking enjoy it after we just got swept by the freaking Cincinnati Dickballers got our doors blown off by the dick ballers, and then we beat the best team in baseball. Everyone just wants to cry about the freaking lineup. Like, shut your goddamn mouth.
1: All right, we'll head in. Before we head into player rundown, a quick last Twitter highlight just for the south side. Seeing Liam Liam Hendricks return was pretty cool, um, regardless of being the south side. Um, I don't think he pitched too well, but the entrance coming back was nice to see. So, welcome back to Liam Hendricks. Good for him. You cut out, you cut out like halfway through that, but I I got the
2: caught the end of it, and I agree. Good for Liam Hendricks.
1: All right, player rundown. I think there's no other place to start than Marcus Stroman. And just yeah. before you get into it, he he just tweeted, uh, he quote tweeted like a stat saying like, you know, the last time a Cubs pitcher did this in Wrigley uh, was Jake Arrieta, blah blah, blah. and then <laughs> it was Jake Arietta in 2014, and then Marcus Stroman. Quote tweeted saying, Arietta was beyond filthy in his prime period. Essentially saying, I am beyond <laughs> filthy. <laughs> which, which, Strowman, which Strowman is. It was like a subtle way of saying it. But uh, uh, Stroman player on Stroman's in
2: his bag period. right now. Str- he, he's in his bag, man. He's in his bag. I, I'm surprised by how well he's fit here. And um, it doesn't mean I didn't think he could be good here, but he seems like he's improving at a rate that he should not be improving at. I feel like at his age, you would expect him. I think we, you know, we've got him to be a solid starting pitcher, like a, a number two or three, handle his business, take the ball, do his job, eat innings, right? We we didn't expect him to like carry a team for multiple starts, and be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like he just doesn't, in terms of his repertoire, like he doesn't have the strikeout stuff. He doesn't have the, you know, wipeout slider. He doesn't have the hundred mile per hour fastball. He's not a Jacob Degrom. He's not a Chris Sale in his prime, right? Like he's uh, he he's, he's he he's a he's like a I don't want to say I don't know what the right term would be. He's like a consistent like workhorse but isn't like this overpowering pitcher. But he's just getting it done, man, and he's in his bag. This goes back to what I was saying about like, I don't want to make this a whole David Ross podcast, but I just again if you have a pitcher that is is, you know, thriving and he's going on record multiple times saying he does not want to be traded. He wants to sign an extension with a team that is seven games under five hundred. He loves pitching here. He loves the team. He loves the Clubhouse. He appreciates the manager. I just think like, there, you have to give some credit to the infrastructure that David Ross is putting together where a guy like that can be even, even better and improve off an already really good career. Um, and, uh, again, I thought Boog put it the best a couple weeks ago when he went on 670 to score. He said, ultimately, and I, I think Boog is a very knowledgeable baseball fan and, and obviously a very good commentator. I know some fans don't like him, but I think he's a really smart guy. And We really enjoyed talking to him when he was on the podcast. Um, he he said, uh, paraphrasing, most of what David Ross does and the value that David Ross brings, the average everyday fan, even broadcaster, does not see. You know how he's talking to guys in the in the in the locker room, how he's holding guys accountable, the type of culture he's he's maintaining and cultivating you know, throughout the organization, like that stuff matters. That stuff when wins games, why Joe Madden, wacky old Joe Madden was hired to manage this team. It's not that Joe Madden knew every single key and every single, you know, knob to turn in a, in a season. It's that he brought a type of um, confidence, uh, uh, like this mental and emotional and social system that worked within a clubhouse for a team that needed to believe in them themselves and they went on to win a world series and we know joe madden made a ton of mistakes brought in john lester you know at the end of a you know game seven world series with men on base when they specifically said we are not going to do that because john lester can't throw over and he never you know goes he, he needs to start on a fresh inning right like but he went on to go win the world series and he went on to go win a lot of games for the Cubs. so i just Again, there's a lot of stuff that that it's it's hard to put a value on uh, the manager, and I understand we should base upon wins and losses. And I don't want to keep talking about Dave Ross, but I just feel like the Marcus Stroman has a lot. The Marcus Stroman story has a lot to do with him being comfortable here, and the, ultimately, the person that's responsible for that is the organization and the manager and the president of baseball operations. When your best starter, your arguably your best pitcher is like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to play for a better team. I want to play here in Chicago at the Federal Landmark, at 1060 West Addison.
1: It's for a reason. When the team, when the team, is losing, when the team is losing, continuously losing, terrible, and, and a player is playing, is well, and he doesn't want to leave at the first like that. that exactly. does. And Strowman is a guy who would let you know that he want he wants to go. He wants out. Yeah, I mean, he He's basically said it that first.
2: That base, that first week he said, remember that the the whole Giants thing? He was like, Man, I would love to pitch for that organization one day. And all <laughs> Cubs fans and baseball fans were like, Oh, here goes Marcus Strowman again. Every single Mets fan told us you guys are gonna absolutely hate this guy, uh, once he comes to your team. And honestly, I, I have found no reason to be bothered by the guy. I know he he will he is outspoken on Twitter. He speaks his mind. He will not hold back, especially against specific groups of fans and specific types of people and people that have specific beliefs. But, um, other than that, I've had no reason to say like, yeah, he's, he's a problem here, or he, he doesn't mesh well, or I don't like watching him. He's been a joy to watch. And he's, like I said, as I started this, he is fully in his bag right now.
1: So Stroban's report card for the week grade.
2: I, I mean, I gave a, I gave Chris Morrell an A plus, 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 plus. He's getting the same thing. Wow. It's been fantastic. What I don't, I don't know if you can say, he takes the ball. And he like, just, he loves it here. he feeds off he the crowd. He talks plus. about how much he, he, he talks about how much he loves the fans every single start. Have you ever heard a player that is like every single chance he has to speak to the media or like post about, you know, his team or like interact with individuals on social media. Like it is always Cubs fans are the best. This is the best place to pitch. I have, I get so much energy from being here, being a cub. Like he's said everything you've ever wanted to hear from an athlete and has backed it up. It doesn't seem like it's been superficial.
1: All right. We'll jump to uh, the return of the professor and Kyle Hendricks. He came back. Was it Thursday? Um, I know everyone kind of didn't really know what to expect. We we're just kind of excited yeah. to see him back. But um, your thoughts on him being back uh, morale wise and also playing wise?
2: It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, I want to give him a couple more starts to see where it's at. Um, it's good to Pitchcock see him back. Plays it's plays kind into of it. new. Yeah, Pitchcock plays into it. It's kind of surreal to have him be the last man standing, the last championship. the the last champion uh standing right like
1: and i I was thinking about i got choked up and i was at the game on thursday and i was in the bleachers watching i was like i kind of felt like even him being on the rest of the team it just felt wrong almost like he doesn't belong on this team yeah i feel like i was traveling back in time and i was like oh my god i'm like about to cry this is like nostalgia this is so weird it
2: is yeah it is really weird to have him like be the last guy. And I was, I was thinking about it. Like it makes sense that he's the last guy he signed the extension. He was, he always kept to himself. He never, you know, caused any problems. He always said the right stuff. He always carried himself the right way. He see I mean, I'm on record and I've, I've tweeted this multiple times and, I still think there might be a second wind in there and I might be way too optimistic or my, have my head in the sand, but I always thought that Kyle Hendricks could pitch like forever because he didn't rely on velocity. And as long as he could hit his spots and throw his change up, like it'd be fine. Like doesn't, then that doesn't mean he could like go out there and throw 80 mile per hour fastballs and get away with it. But if he could like keep the fastball around 87 to 89, like, He's proved to be successful with that, and I didn't think that would be too taxing um, in terms of you know consistently doing that uh, year in year out. Obviously, the injuries have hurt. Uh, coming off of this injury has been a problem. He has not been good the last two years, and I want to give him a couple more starts to see what he can do. But I I think his floor is his floor can be so high because it doesn't seem like he has to ask so much of his body. Um, all he has to do is hit spots. And I know that can be hard, but that's his forte. That's his bread and butter. It's not like his bread and butter was like gas up 100-mile-per-hour fastballs and eventually his elbow and, and body is just going to break down. Um, it was just like his whole game was about sustainability, uh, repeatability, reliability, consistency, right? And, and I feel like if, he can, if he's healthy and able – Like, I think he can make a difference on this team. It doesn't mean I think he's going to be, you know, like pseudo ace Kyle Hendricks, like uh, ERA champion Kyle Hendricks, you know, game seven starter, shut down the Cleveland Guardians Kyle Hendricks. But um, I, I think, especially with how bad the back end of our rotation has been, I think he can make a difference on this team. And just having him around and seeing him as the last world champion Uh, at the federal landmark uh, from that 2016 team is surreal going back to what you're saying. And and I appreciate the, you know, him, him making an effort to try to help this team out, even though he's, you know, under contract and all these things, I think there'd be a a lot of guys that would, would, if you went through the the last three years that he's been through, you, I don't want to say you necessarily retire, but you, you know, you see how bad the organization's been, you see, uh, you know, the all the nonsense that's been going on. Fans, like, giving up on the team, more or less. A lot of fans giving up on the team, not everybody. Um, it, just things are, frankly, in shambles. And you're like, yeah, I don't really want to be a part of that. Maybe I can try to, you know, either get traded or something like that, find a different start, or just, like, go off in the sunset and uh, play out this deal and, and not try to – you know, overwhelm myself with uh, you know going on and pitching in Iowa and and you know rehabbing in Arizona forever. Like I'll just like I'll just take my time here, collect my check, and then if I want to keep playing, I can keep playing. But he's out here grinding it out in Des Moines, and uh, you know trying to get back to a team that's seven games under five hundred. I I do uh, appreciate um, him for that, even though understanding that he's making millions of dollars and it's his job.
1: So your port guard, your grade for him?
2: It's um possible. he he was probably uh it's it's a C. It's a C. I hope he's C but you're you're giving it time. You're
1: range. you're hoping it's
2: uh a- I'm giving it, well I'm giving it a couple starts. I'm not giving it a whole summer. I'm giving yeah. it like he does. Need to he's got to earn it. He's got to earn it ultimately. I can't just be like Cal Hendricks, even though I did tweet out that morning of, you know, the Game Seven clip or the the NLCS uh, clip against the Dodgers. Uh, but got to earn it. God, that was so long ago, dude. Uh, what about Dansby?
1: His report card. <laughs> How are you feeling report about card?
2: Dansby? um it's been our best hitter oh, our best all around player let me take that back best all around player uh, b plus yeah b plus solid he's he's seemingly i mean he could have a he could have a four he could have a four or five f four year and if he had that like sign me up sure I'm, I'm i'm all for it he hasn't been a superstar. Uh, but I wasn't expecting him to be a superstar. I was, I was expecting him to play really good defense, play every day, and hopefully hit enough. And that's exactly what he's done.
1: The power yeah. hasn't
2: been there yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him time. Um, same B plus B plus. I think we have a lot of B plus players on the team. I do. I I, I gave say an A minus last week. I'm gonna give Ian a B plus. Uh, consistent, solid, has seemingly continued on his year uh from last season and uh that deserves a lot of credit because that year felt like it came out of nowhere and he's transformed himself into that player which I was worried that he'd be able to do but um I'm happy that that he's shown he can do it
1: all right any other players you want to touch on before we go to Auburn
2: uh, I mean any other players no, out. I'm I'm my my whole focus is like can we win enough games? Can, can we somehow get back can we somehow get back to 500? Like if we went if we went June 1st is going to be tomorrow. How many games do you normally play in a month? Like 28 probably, 27. Could we go 17 and 10? Adam, and I know you call yourself a casual fan. Do we think we can go seventeen and ten? Seventeen and ten gets 0. us to five hundred. You're right. Seventeen and ten would give us get us to five hundred at July. If we are five hundred at July, I'm feeling good about where we're at. I'm, I, you know, let's not forget the division that we're in. The division's absolutely terrible. Four like and we, a half back, like right we, now. we we could go up to Milwaukee and sweep the Brewers. And everything changes, and that's that's and that's where I, I keep telling myself like
1: no, they have a chance to do this. That, like, literally, everything changes, and you could you could flip your view on the entire season. They, Even though they, yeah, they, they are a, not record wise not good, but division wise they, they can yes.
2: run it. They they have a chance. That I think the, the the pressing issue is is they have to do it now, right? Like they can't keep playing this bad because then they just keep digging themselves into the hole. And if they're 12 games under or 13, 14 games under, then Adam, that then then we're all like, this this is over, right? Like, you can't keep losing series at, twice a week and expect to climb out of it, you know? Like, if we are 12 games under in July, it's it's done. But I'm saying if we can somehow get back to 500 by July 1st or July 4th, this this whole conversation is totally different. Then we are in it. We we are a five hundred team that is in it, and I I am here for that. I'm here for that. I just want to win something again. I want to play meaningful games again.
1: This race series Owl-Garden, could give us some legs for the West Coast trip. All right, Olive Garden. Who are you taking absolutely. this week as a token? i
2: Strowman. I mean, come on, it's Strowman. It can't be anybody except Strowman. Just uh, he's just been he's just been fantastic. And, 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 and I'm proud of him um, if you want to call it maturity if you want to call it growth uh, however you want to describe it I'm proud of the way he's, he's found a way to just be an absolute dog out there and um, he would be an interesting guy to talk to um, if you've ever you know spend time if you want to kind of listen to a, a I don't want to say wacky but you know well thought out, maybe a little eclectic uh, conversation. The 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 he's done with uh, Mike Stud are uh, they they can be kind of out there, but um, he's 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 that's how he is, man. He's he's all about like the flow state and the meta and the you know being in control and like nothing that can bother him. And it's that's how he that's how he walks around. That's his vibe. <laughs> well, good for him, man. Good for him. Um, I'm done. First career, I gotta go.
1: First career Olive Garden.
2: Yeah, first. I think it's the first career Olive Garden. Um, hopefully, by the right. time next week, uh, we bounce back and and we're in it and we're going after it. And I'm excited. And uh, it's time to it's time to win some goddamn games again. Fired up. Change of
1: pants. Win some games.
2: Change your pants Change your pants go. and let's go
1: Game of the week, tick of the week Is going to go to tomorrow's game Only home game left 120 Wednesday game Should be able to find some cheap tickets Take the laptop out There's some free Wi-Fi at Wrigley Work from home, work from Wrigley $30 bleachers right now You can probably get them cheaper Maybe see the Cubs sweep the race Who knows God bless your family